Hey everyone, welcome back to the arena. I'm MD, joined by Kobe, and once again, yet another amazing guest uh, that we'll get into. Uh, but once again, before any conversation kicks off, we'll just show our, our love and appreciation to those that have shown love and appreciation back to our show in the, in the many different ways that you can. Um, but yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get into it. I, I think you said it nicely uh, going into this conversation. You're like, let's have fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. No, that. these are always fun. These are always fun. So. What's up, guys? We've got another guest here, our 11th episode, which is great. We're into the double digits now. Uh, Adam O'Grady is our guest today. I've know, I knew Adam through a friend uh, back in college, so a few years back now. Um, but I think it's been cool, at least from an outsider's perspective, to see Adam's growth, his transformation. I, I knew Adam back in 2017, 2018, and just based on what I've seen on social media, what he what he talks about, what he seems to care about, it seems like it's changed quite a bit, and, and for for in, in a good way. And so we're really happy to have him on, kind of talk a little bit more about that. So without further ado, Adam O'Grady, why don't you just kind of provide a little bit of background about yourself and kind of your journey and how you got to where you are today? Cool. Well, first off, uh, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I'm super excited to not only reconnect but to kind of dive into my story because um, always I thought that the last few years have definitely been transformational and I've never been able to kind of put it into words. So this is a good opportunity to kind of share what I've been through and kind of see if this can resonate with anyone so they can feel like they're not alone in this crazy world. So just a little background of myself. Um, I met Matt back in college through one of our mutual buddies, Wags. Wags, hope you're doing well, brother. Um, <laughs> So yeah, college was an interesting time for me. Um, I was a football player. I grew up as a football player in high school. Uh, I kind of attached my identity to that sport and what came with that. So after college, about seven days after graduation, I moved out to California uh, looking to kind of find myself and just start a new life. And at that time, I was really struggling not only with like substance abuse, alcohol abuse, but really just my mental health in general. So a spiraling of events, failed relationships, um, drug abuse, like I mentioned, alcohol abuse, uh, kind of led me to like a, a rock bottom per se. And in that moment, I, uh, I had a godsend, my dad would call it a godsend. And uh, I really felt the weight of my actions and I knew it was time for a change. So from there, I was in the Bay Area. I, uh, I picked up my stuff. I quit my job and I moved to Sacramento, California to pursue a career in yoga, totally opposite of what I was doing before, and um, really kick-started my career in yoga in my journey through health and wellness, um, finding a yoga studio, uh, working there, and then eventually finding my passion in teaching yoga. And then through that, just a myriad of things have happened for me that I am super grateful for, and um, I would love to get into kind of where I'm at now. and. Uh, what led me here, how it all happened, and uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Adam, um, thanks for the, the rundown there. Um, you know, I think you mentioned uh, substance, alcohol abuse. I'm just curious, you know, was it always um, deemed abusive, if you will? Like, were you ever doing it at a level that you call today abusive, but you were having fun at the time, and like, you didn't realize that maybe the level that you were doing it had greater implications or consequences towards things that you ultimately started to, to care about. Yeah, so so there's kind of two parts to that. There there was an aspect of, of fun and um, you know being young and partying, but I think I uh, I took it to a next level, um, getting involved with with other things that really kind of started to take control of me and use me um, instead of me using them. So yeah, it did start off as fun, but eventually it turned into more of an addiction through multiple substances, through alcohol. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what led me to change. One, uh, just one quick follow-up on that. Um, was there like an inflection point or a moment or an event that uh, triggered that realization for you? Yeah, it was, it was, I was working in the alcohol industry back in, in Walnut Creek, California. Um, I was running out of money. I was spending all my money on partying. I was in a relationship that failed and 
I kind of just had this like, I don't want to call it come to Jesus moment. It was like a very distinct, like you need to change moment that I felt so deep in my being that there was really no other option but to hit the bottom and bounce back up. I, I, I knew in that moment that I needed to change. I didn't know how I was gonna change, but I knew that something needed to happen. And that's when I started to take like little action day by day that kind of led me on to where I'm at now. So I think about you in college and from what I knew of you, like we went to concerts, we did all sorts of stuff. And when I think of how I would describe you back then, like I think of, uh, I don't want to say crazy, but aggressive, um, you know, very like loud, um, and kind of like a social butterfly, if you will, like very like talking to everyone. And now I look at you and again, like I'm getting to know you real time, but it seems like you're much more laid back. You're much more optimistic. You're, I would not describe anything that I see as like aggressive or um, dominant. Like talk about how you felt then mentally versus like how you feel now. Yeah. So I, I would say I, I'm at this point, and this is not more, this is not a, like a brag or a, this is just how I feel in my heart is I feel much more grounded. Um, back then I was more just acting on insecurity, which I didn't know at the time. I just kind of had this like almost alpha perspective, which really roots back to insecurities and just not feeling good about myself. So yeah, the, the change really is just getting out in California, finding my purpose. And uh, uh, the, the biggest thing for me was like really getting out into nature and like grounding myself. Uh, meditation's become a, an extremely important part of my life. Um, and then obviously not abusing anything or taking advantage of anything. Uh, a, big, a big part of that, like I said, is through this grounding practice, not only through yoga, but through the earth, through meditation through all these different modalities that kind of uh, help me get back to baseline. So you mentioned, I heard purpose, and I think a lot of people, including myself, maybe up until a little bit more recently, really struggle, really struggle to find their purpose. And everyone wants to have a purpose. Everyone wants to have that direction of what was I set out on this world to do? What was I set out to accomplish? Um, what allowed you, I guess one, what is your purpose and your in your eyes into what allowed you to find it? Yeah. Um, man, that's a, that's a deep question. <laughs> it sure is, man. <laughs> um, I, th I think my purpose came through, through yoga. So a lot of people have a, like a understanding of yoga. It's just like poses and breathing. But what happened was I found a studio that really resonated with me and what they were doing was making yoga a form of life. So your life is like yoga. Your life is a yoga practice. So moving through life like it's yoga. Um, I found a yoga studio. I started working the front desk. I had no money. I was like, I'm going to become a yoga teacher one day. And that's when I think I started to like grasp the, the, the purpose, the feeling of purpose. Um, in my mind, I just knew that I was going to help people out the way that this practice helped me. So my purpose came through at the time. It came through knowing that this experience, this practice helped me get to somewhere. And I wanted to take that and be able to give that to other people. So my purpose, I think, is to show people that life is positive, to show people that life has purpose, uh, to let people know that, like, you can do anything you want. You can you can create what you want. You can become who you want to be. Um, you just have to put down the things that are really holding you back. And that's kind of what I feel now is like my purpose, even now that I'm working a job in corporate America, still teaching yoga, but my purpose is to help people. My, my purpose is to get people into cold water immersion, to help people really see the, the other side, the grass on the other side. Um, living life, as a yoga practice, I love that. I love metaphors and whatnot. Um, paint that picture further for us. You know, like what's, how does one live their life like a yoga practice? Like, what does that look like when you're grocery shopping or when you're commuting to work? Or just give us some examples in your daily life where 
your living life as a yoga practice. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's just it's through every moment that you get to create your own experience. So every moment um, you have a chance to not be the uh, victim, to be the creator. So, for instance, like you said, driving to work, you're in a car, um, someone cuts you off. Um, usually you can just, you know, act out, react. Um, and what yoga helps you do is instead of reacting, you respond. So you, you take a breath, you feel it in your body, and then you continue on with your life. You don't let it get you too low. You don't let it get to you too high. Um, you just create your own reality. You don't let things really shake you. And that really starts with the breath. So that's what yoga is all about. It's, it's probably 95% breath, 5% movement. And in life, the really key part while you're moving through it is to breathe and to ground and to feel that you're all right and that you're okay. It sounds like the, you correct me if I'm wrong, like the idea of mindfulness and being present, like I'm doing a lot of reading on that stuff now and it's, it's starting to resonate with me. And even like, I don't know, do you have any experience with like Buddhism and, and the idea of like that, that kind of idea? It just, it sounds like a lot of what you just said and maybe it's all tied back to yoga, I'm sure, and like meditation and where that comes from, but just understanding that emotions are nothing more than that and, and just taking a deep breath and letting, letting you observe them and then going forward and not necessarily reacting to the emotion itself. Is that kind of an accurate picture? Is that kind of like in terms of how you try to live your life for each moment? Def definitely, yeah. And, and I love how you mentioned Buddhism because that's kind of where I started my my practice uh, was, was learning about Buddhism. I actually, in college, I wrote a paper on Buddhism. Back then, I didn't really know <laughs> what I was getting myself into. But as I started to evolve and look into religion and start to think about the bigger picture about the meaning of life and what we're doing here, um, Buddhism really, really, really resonated with me. So I actually have a tattoo right here. Oh, there you go. Except, Listeners, take a look. Take a look at the video. So these are both Buddhist tattoos. This one is from the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. It says action. And action means, in the Buddhist term, it's like, living life on your equilibrium. So it's not getting too high, not getting too low, and just constantly staying on your path. So like I mentioned before in the car through yoga practice, it's like, don't let things get to you too high, don't let get things get to you too, too low. With that, you're gonna permeate the existence um, stronger, with more purpose, more full. Um, so yes, Buddhism is, is a huge part of kind of my subconscious background workings so you know i think we focus a lot and, and maybe that just tends to be the case on like don't get too low don't get too frustrated you know traffic jam or rush hour frustration what about like the too high piece like do you ever catch yourself feeling overjoyed or filled with happiness and then realizing like hey maybe i need to reground or like move the other direction and get back to not being so emotional um or not being so uh, maybe I'm doing a bad job of describing it, but does that also then come to your mind as like, hey, I'm I'm overjoyed right now, or I'm feeling too happy? Yeah, that's a that's like a more difficult one because ultimately, like we want to feel those emotions, like those are very important. But in the Buddhist term, it's like know that that's very temporary. Like for instance, you're at a concert, and you're seeing like I just saw Odessa in San Diego, and it was the highest moment I have had in a while. And I was like so high, um, and I not so high, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, that's a different story. But we were so happy and just so like out of our out of our seat, like just living in the moment. So it's stuff like that. It's like you don't want to take that away, you know. You don't want to take that away from like your feeling. You don't want to take that away from your from your moment. But it's also just remembering in the back of your mind, like this is temporary. And you can't live in that moment forever, so you don't have, you won't get really down after it's over. You just know that it's there. So you're aware of it in that moment, like at the concert, in the back of your mind, you're aware like, okay, I'm having a great time, this is temporary. Absolutely, and that's why you have to feel it all and just be so present, like 
I cried. I was I had my girlfriend on my shoulders. I was like, this is what life is all about. And it's not just moments like that. It's obviously like more important things like, you know, getting a partner, uh, getting married, having a child, if that's what you want to do. Like those moments in life where you you're allowed to feel like this is awesome. Like this is this is super exciting. But also, like you said, knowing in the back of your mind, like it's temporary and the show still goes on. Um, we got to get up and do the same thing again. And uh, it's going to come again. And we have to know that. So I want to go back to uh, something you said earlier around your um, like insecurities. And you don't have to talk about what they were specifically, but like, how did you uh, work through those? And you mentioned hitting rock bottom. Um, was there some dance? Was there ever some like dancing around them because uh, you didn't want to face them? And like, what ultimately got you to one realize what they were? Because like I think you said, like at at the time I didn't even know that I was acting on you know what were actually my insecurities, and I can relate to that a hundred percent. So just talk me through that process. Yeah. So it really came through just like I said before. Like it came through. My dad would call it a a godsend it's like those moments where nothing but the truth hits you and you can't really hide from it so in that moment i had this like awakening and i call it like my spiritual awakening that my hero's journey was if i want to create and live the life that I, in my head that i i think that i am so you know we all have this idea of who we are in our heads and some of us play it out and some of us don't and we blame other people and other circumstances on it um, I realized that I was completely just falling victim to my actions and everything around me. So what I did was I really just sat with myself. I, I, I cut off basically everyone in my life, not in a bad way. I just, I got very solitary. Um, I went to the gym every day. I meditated for, and this is not a joke, I meditated for three hours a day for six months. So I really just got quiet with myself enough to let the voices kind of hush down so that I can really start to paint a picture of who I actually am. And so, I, I guess I guess just there, right? Like did you did you have a vision of who you wanted to be first or did because after your your quieter moments and in, in solitary, I love how you described it that way, did that help you see who you wanted to be? And then that is what you dove into. Or maybe it was both and you had to maybe switch over. Yeah, it's, I'd say it was a dance between both. It, it, in the moments of solitary, in the moments of, of silence, I really, like I said, just like shut everything else down, like really got clear on who I am not, my past, I'm not my past. And I really started to focus, and I, I don't like to use the word manifest, but I, used, I started to believe who I wanted to be. So I wanted to be this yoga instructor. I wanted to change people's lives through what I was able to be changed by. So I started to feel that in my body. I started to do yoga twice a day. I started to take classes. I started to surround myself with people that were doing what I wanted to do. I think that's a very important part too, is like surrounding yourself with the right people. And I know there's always those, those, um, those sayings like you are, uh, oh, it's maybe so it's true. I already know where you're going with this, man. It's so true. Go ahead. Yeah. It's like, there's, it might sound cliche, but you are who you spend you are who you spend the most time with it's like you are the five people you spend the most time with and i used to think that was like cliche but it is the most truthful thing that really just resonates down to my core once i started hanging out with people that wanted the best for me that were doing better than me that were changing people's lives in the way that i wanted to change lives that's when i started to you know, become that frequency. That's when I started to become that version of myself. Well, talk, and, talk through that, that process, because I think that's really hard for a lot of people, and I couldn't agree more. And we've probably heard it on, gosh, at least half the shows now. Like, people will talk, like, that. I'm guess we've had on of, you're a product of your environment. It, it all kind of boils down to that. And so talk us through that process of, like, changes in relationships and friendships. Like, what is that process like of, losing friends that ultimately maybe don't carry that same don't have that same vision or outlook on life and then 
also on the flip side, like your new friends and people and, and just like how that how that's been because I can speak from my perspective. It, it's I'm, I think I'm a little bit behind you, but I'm kind of I feel myself on that same path that you are, and it's a really beautiful thing when you spend time with people that are like-minded that have your best intentions and love you for who you are yes absolutely it, it so you're, you're asking me to kind of go through like just the process of maybe some friendships high school friendships or college friendships that have maybe dwindled away how you've kind of dealt with that because I think that's hard for a lot of people to kind of distance yourself maybe, maybe you're able to kind of naturally do it because you moved away um, yeah. but just kind of talk through that process and then just the change in outlook in terms of these new friends and like what it's done for you yeah I mean it was definitely so moving to California from Chicago was at that time I was kind of numb to life so I didn't really let it affect me I was just like I'm going to California like, see you guys. Thanks for the good time. Um, like that, that aspect of it wasn't as hard. But once I got to California and I made friends in my industry, I was living with my cousin. And um, I'd say that was the that was the hardest part was like letting go of family, not permanently, but like letting my family know letting my friends that I, I grew uh, a relationship with in the alcohol industry, like letting them know like, hey, guys, like, I'm done drinking. I'm done partying. I'm done wasting my life away. Um, I didn't want to be like, you guys can do what you want to do. But I, I had to like slyly um, make my way out. And I, I would say that's def it's definitely difficult. But if you have this vision, if you have this, this like innate wisdom and this knowing that you're supposed to be somewhere else, you're supposed to be someone else, then it makes it a lot more um, in flow or easy knowing that you're 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 kind of on your path you're on your journey to the right direction and 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 the people that really are meant to be in your life they will stay in your life if they're not meant to be in your life then they won't stay in your life and the universe does a really good job at making that happen for you so talk about your like perhaps evolved relationship with the idea of solitude um was the idea of being solitary at any point in your life something that you feared? I tend to believe that the fear of solitude or the fear, the fear of being alone uh, can be an obstacle between uh, somebody going through that type of transformation that you did. Um, did you have to overcome that type of fear? Was there a discomfort level that you had to endure uh, to be able to put yourself in as much solitude as you did? Um, and then the second half of that then is like, did you build a comfort level with it? Or did you, once you realized who you wanted to be, did you then go out and seek more friends? Yeah, just like what Matt said earlier of like, me in college, I was like super social. I had to be around people 24 seven. Um, I always had to be hanging out. I always had to be getting high. I always had to be doing something. So that transition for me was, was very difficult. And in that period of my life where I went through that awakening, where I went through that solitude, it was the most difficult, like against the grain, like, like experience like I've ever had in my life. It was so difficult to just do exactly what I was like not, how do I put this? You're not conditioned to do. You're yeah, so I was conditioned so conditioned to doing the opposite. I was so conditioned to be something else. And that's kind of like as you grow up and you society and family and everything that happens to you, you are like grown and grew to this to be this like to be this thing. But in below all that is like the truth of who you actually are at your essence and your being. And it takes all that unraveling to really start to pave the path for your future. And I think everyone to a certain degree has to go through something like this um, in their lives. And, and to answer your question, um, yes, it was super difficult, but looking back, I get chills. Like, dude, it was so necessary and it was so transformational to go through those, those experiences. Did you ever use, did you ever have like outside help? Cause you just mentioned you did this kind of, at least this part of your journey of finding yourself alone like did you ever use outside help so, like things like therapy um, I know that for me that was 
a life-changing tool because it, it allowed me to you know, open up to someone that made me feel comfortable it, for, on something that I just had, there was so much shame there that I, I had no intention of ever opening up about it, but, but the thought of a therapist it's like, oh, this person's never going to tell me. No, we can't say anything legally. They literally can't say anything, so I'm good. Like I can, I can spill everything about me. Uh, did you, you did you use that use outside help? And if so, did it help you at all? Yeah. So so, my my therapy um, experience actually came more recent, but I do credit um, my my teacher, my mentor through my yoga studio. I credit her with basically being my therapist. So she kind of took me underneath her wing. Um, I actually got a scholarship to our yoga studio. It's a $4,000 yoga teacher training. And she was like, I see you. I see what you're going to become. I see the hurt in your eyes. I see the light that you can create. I'm going to take you in and basically mentor you. So I had a mentor um, that really doubled as a therapist for me. I got to spill everything out. I went through two teacher trainings where I had to go um, to my highest edge and push through um, like the darkest part of my soul and those two things really helped me out to get to that point of you know sharing what's on my my shadow but when it comes down to actual therapy um, I actually didn't start until about a year ago so my my girlfriend and I were going through a rough patch and um, she started going to therapy, and she's like, I think you need to go to therapy. And this is after my awakening. This is after where I really started to find my, my purpose. Like, not that I, that I felt like I was at a certain point, a certain level. I just started to lose grasp of maybe what I was going for. So we all have, like, this part of us where, um, like, healing isn't linear. Like, we still are the same person that we were. Like the, it, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's like you still have those parts of you that are hidden. So some of those parts started to come up again and uh, we actually broke up. And in that time, I started going to therapy. Um, I actually saw two therapists and it helped me tremendously. Not only did I get to see my, my blind sides, but it, it helped me talk to another person that wasn't a family member, that wasn't my girlfriend. Um, and it really helped me look at myself, you know? Cause I had all these ideas of like, I can blame this, I can meditate my way out of this, I can teach yoga, but if I don't look at myself, then nothing's gonna get solved. I, I love the, uh, the quote, you, the term you just used, your blind sides, because I think that is so important, and it's, it, it's, all, it's very hard for even, I mean, obviously for yourself to recognize um, your, your blind sides, your blind spots, things that you don't even realize about yourself but it's even hard for family members, for close friends, because they have their biases. They know you. Um, they've mm -hmm. known you for years, right? Like a therapist comes in as someone, one who's trained, but two, knows nothing about you, knows nothing about your past other than what you tell them. And so I think it does a really, really good job. Of, I know for me, like I went there for one reason, but I've learned so much about myself, about my relationships, with myself, with others, that like I had no idea we didn't even existed for that reason, for those blind spots. I think that's great. I think the audience, listeners, that's super important. Do you feel um, from going through, through therapy that you have a more confident understanding of yourself, like a more like more grounded like sense of how you can walk through the world? Absolutely. and. I still go, I still go weak. I don't quote unquote need to go anymore, if you will. Like I feel like I've worked through at least the, my biggest insecurity and addressed that part of myself, but I still choose to go weekly because it is an opportunity to work on myself. That, that's how I view it now. I view therapy as a time for me to learn about myself. Um, there's things, there's strengths that I've learned about myself that I didn't know I had. There's other, there's things I need to work on that I didn't know, that I didn't know. Like, I think it's given me so much more confidence to go out in the world and just be myself because I now know what situations I want to put myself in, what gives me energy. I know the types of people that I want to be around. I know the types of people that are going to drain myself. I know the types of situations. 
and that's all come through self-awareness. I, I, I preach it on the show. I think self-awareness is so important. I think along with a myriad of other tools, like therapy is such a good way to um, start to build that, that self-awareness. Absolutely. And I, I think too, like for the listeners that are, that are, that are tuning in, I know therapy or finding help may sound like, especially for men, it might sound intimidating. And I don't think everyone needs to just jump into therapy right away. I think uh, like starting with baby steps, like finding a mentor, um, someone that that's going to give you an unbiased opinion and really start to tune into your higher self. I think therapy is an amazing tool, um, but I just know how stigmatized it is as, for men. And I think there are stepping stones that can get you there. So if anyone thinks that that therapy right away is just a no, it's like, okay, that's cool to, for now, but there are people out there that want to help you. And it's okay to feel, it's okay to be who you want to be. It's that simple. Well, I think that I love the way that you, you framed it as, uh, I know it can be intimidating. Um, you know, that alone can sell a lot of people to go and do it just to prove, right? Like that same mentality. I see you laughing, right? It's like, it, usually it's, it's like, I don't want to be vulnerable or I don't want to admit weakness, right? But the moment you flip it the other way around and say, oh, is it too scary for you? Are you too intimidated by it? Um, I just love the way that you framed it that way. I think that's a really accurate way to go about it and, and to view it. And I think that's the toughest part for me now is like, I've seen the impact that simply talking to someone can have on you in, in expressing yourself and your feelings and who you are. And it's like now my challenge is I see people that are kind of, I see other, I see myself and other people, you know, before mm -hmm. I went through kind of that I'm going through this journey. It's like, you want to help these people. And it's like, I want to be, but you can't, like you have to, everyone's going to do stuff on their own terms. They're going to do stuff when they're ready. So, I mean, that's, that's one of the main reasons I start, we started this show, at least from, from my perspective is like, I can't push therapy on people. I can't push people trying to um, help themselves, but I, all, but I can support it and I can talk about it uh, on a forum like this with people like yourself that also recognize the benefits in the hopes that it will inspire them or make them feel a little bit less um, fearful to go do it because it was intimidating for me. I had a stigma around it and I was like, I don't want to do this. But then you get in there and it's like, oh, this is, I mean, it's painful, right? You're addressing stuff that you're ultimately a, a lot of times trying to shove aside mm -hmm. um, and addressing that is hard, but like life's hard. And it's also beautiful when you're able to do that. So I had a question there on, because it seems like you've met rock bottom and I love again the analogy of you hit rock bottom so that you could bounce back up and for a lot of people sometimes they need that that inertia change mm -hmm. um, you also mentioned that that type of growth isn't linear and so I'm wondering like do you still hit lows you know and it's not all roses and sunshine now in life I can't imagine right but do you ever still see you know yourself at a maybe a, a valley um, maybe not as severe as rock bottom, but hey, I'm at a low right now and I need to work to get back up. Absolutely, especially getting older. Like I just started a job here about a year and a half ago. Um, I'm on the marketing team at, at Plunge. We're a startup that's selling cold plunges. Just a quick plug if you guys wanna go check us out. Yeah, gonna, well, well, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a little time to talk about it because I know you're super passionate about the, 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 that's the a, idea. It's a big help. It's a yeah. big help for mental health. So, so basically, uh, roundabout way of saying, uh, I, I thought I was at this point of, and that's also just, um, what's the word for it? Almost ignorance, um, just like thinking that I got to this point. I'm, the, I got, I'm a yoga teacher now. Um, I'm, I feel very happy in my body. But I started a new, I started a new job. Uh, my girlfriend and I moved back in together. And it's all these things start to pile up you start to see your old habits start to, to, to rise. Um, so yes, to answer your question, dude, like I feel myself slipping all the time. And that's why I put these little things in place that kind of help me get back to that equilibrium. So that's why I do yoga. That's why I meditate. That's why I cold plunge. That's why I sauna. That's why I work out. Um, that's why I practice gratitude. 
Um, but yes, I always feel myself, like just this last week, I've actually felt really down. I actually texted my sister and I'm like, I feel depressed for the first time in a long time. And like, I talked through it with her and I basically gave her advice that I was giving myself. And it just felt really good to like know that like I can be the observer of my depression in the moment and work my way up and out of it. So do I do feel like, Go ahead. No, yeah, please finish the thought. I got a question. Just I, do, I do feel like that's just life. Like rock, there's going to be multiple rock bottoms, but they don't have to be that bad. Like once you feel that bad, you don't want to feel that bad again, but you're going to hit it high. You're going to hit a low. Um, it's not linear. Like I said, it's not just one line. It's like, it's just a bunch of circles, spirals and like things are going to come up and it's how you, you take that on. It's how you respond. Um, that's really gonna take you to the next level. And like, do you think there's a frustration that comes with that? You know, it's, I've been working so hard on myself. Here's what I'm doing every single day. It sounds like you've come such a long way. And then yet, like you said recently, I felt depression, but not only with depression am I feeling, but like, does that come with frustration? Of like, why would I ever revisit this emotion? Yes. Having worked so hard on, <laughs> You too, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll go ahead. You send a question to you, but yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, I do have a, a frustration, but I I do not let myself, like, I do not beat myself up anymore. I just, I let that go. Like, I, like being an addict, like a past addict, like, that's what gets you down, is when you start to really beat yourself up, and it's okay. Like, it's okay. Like, you're supposed to fail. You're supposed to feel those lows so you can also feel the highs like you're the saying i think it's like as below what's i'm gonna mess this up <laughs> we'll look it up after <laughs> yeah, I'll, dro I'll drop it in like the notes or something yeah it's it's like as below so as high as below something like that yeah but you, it's, you need to be that you need to you need to address your darkness to feel the highs to be able to feel the good things like i i, I i've said this before but like I remember after a few months of therapy, I'm like, you know, this is great. I'm be able to, cause I was kind of, I think you mentioned being numb at one point. Like I was pretty numb to life, pretty numb to my, like didn't really feel high or low ever. It was just pretty like, that's like, I was numb. And mm -hmm. I told my therapist, this is great. I'm feeling like emotions again, but it's always like, you know, I'm crying, but it's out of pain. It's always sad. Like, when is it going to be, when am I going to be having like some like joyful, some happy, you know, some happy emotions. And she's like, just stay the course. And sure enough, like a couple months later and, now I'm at the point where I can feel those things. So to your point, like you need to, you need to hit rock. You don't need to hit rock bottom, but you need to um, go through those times, go through the hard to feel the good. Well, yeah, and I think you know, winning feels good, but the only feeling better than winning, and just in, in the sense of winning and losing, is like winning after you've lost. You know, because I think whether it's meeting rock bottom so that you can appreciate the high. You know, I talk to sales professionals all the time where it's like, hey embrace the failure embrace the times we're not winning because remember how you feel so that when you are winning when you do feel your high you have a better newfound appreciation for that feeling and it actually enhances and improves the way that that feels so in some ways it's like you feel depression sure there might be a little bit of frustration like you said let it pass but maybe even embrace that maybe even appreciate that moment because you know that you have your your tools in place you're going to work through that you're going to accomplish a high and because you felt that low, it's, it's going to feel all the better to, to climb up out of that. Is it, am, I, am I getting this somewhat, you know, aligned with how we're thinking about this? Dude, you're you're spot on. You're spot on. And another, to piggyback off that too, it's like when I'm in those moments of depression or starting to get down on myself or thinking there's not a light at the end of the tunnel, I always remind myself that usually it's like a slingshot, like into the dark, as far as you want to go into the dark, that's how high you're going to go up into the light. Like every time I feel down, I'm like, you know what? This means that something really good is coming. And whether that's true or not, I still put that energy out there and it, it, it usually is true, but totally going off what you're saying, I think that's 100% accurate. So you mentioned um, one of the things you do, practice gratitude. I, I would love for you to expand on that because like, I didn't know what gratitude, true feelings of gratitude were and more recently this year I started a gratitude journal where you know five six days a week I mean it takes no more than 10-15 minutes but I 
I write down what I'm grateful for. There you go, man. Like, there you go. For anyone that's not watching, he just pulled up a journal. Um, <laughs> like, and to start, I was like, what, what, what the fuck am I going to write? What am I grateful for? Like, I'm going to write the same thing every single day. You know, yeah. for my family, I'm grateful for my friends. Now it's like, it is so easy to do. And it, it, one, it makes me feel good. Two, it's easy. Like, it, it's really helped me appreciate the little things in day-to-day life. So just talk through like what you've done, how you've been able to really um, quote unquote practice gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude is such a powerful mm-hmm. like feeling. It's such like a transformational force yeah. that we don't even realize that what we're doing is we're actually creating and moving out barriers that are in our way. So gratitude is just, for me it's, it's yeah, I'm grateful for my family, I'm grateful for my partner, I'm grateful for my family and my, my cats. Like I love life, but it's more it's it's a little bit deeper than that. It's like I'm grateful for the fact that I get to eat really clean food. I'm grateful that I have a body that can move and be able to uh, build off of that. Uh, I'm grateful for people around me that really, really want the best for me. I'm, I'm grateful for a company that is moving and changing the, uh, the path forward. Um, it's just opening your eyes up to the colors of life. It's opening yourself up to like the beauty of existence. Dude, it's a hundred, a hundred percent. Because I, I'm listening, I'm like smiling as you're saying this. Because like I'm right now, like I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head, that I have food to eat every single day. And like when I first started this thing, like those thoughts were never in my head. And now it's like every single day that I that I journal, that's what I'm writing about. Yeah, it's, it's just like, it's not like it's serious, but it's not that serious. It's like, like life rips, like life's dope. Like we have to see it through the lens of like, dude, we are like, we're here. We're in this bitch. Like we can, we can create whatever we want. Like I get so stoked. I get so stoked on life. Like it's just so like, especially when you're down, it's like, dude, just, it's all right, man. Like life is beautiful i i couldn't agree more so what's um like what are you looking forward to next you know you've had this huge realization i'm stoked for i'm feeding off your energy i'm like stoked about life too where do you channel how do you channel that energy right like is there something that you're looking forward to um because we talk a lot about being present but how do you reconcile that with, you know, are there things that you're looking forward to? Are you working towards anything in particular? Are there any goals top of mind for you? Yeah, dude. Um, so like I mentioned before, I'm teaching yoga uh, four days a week at the Space Studios in Sacramento. That's a great channel for me to get present and to really um, start to, like, harness the creative energy that I have that I can take into the, the world. So kind of what you're saying, I, I'm – I built that layer and I'm really excited about that. But what I'm working towards right now is really building a career um, in my field. And I want to be a a dad, like I want to have a family, I want to get married. So that's kind of on the forefront of my mind is like um, building my career, um, getting good at golf, um, really starting to um, harness the energy of money and uh, create the future that I've always wanted. So why don't you talk a little bit about, like you mentioned, you're, you want, you're starting a career, trying to um, advance your career. Talk about how you got into the cold plunge, the whole idea of like, you know, just that whole concept, because I they actually have one at my gym and I do it. I know there's, I know there's physical benefits, but I do it strictly for the mental benefits uh, of like, it does not, at least for me, it doesn't get any easier. And every single time I have to do it, I think of my mind starts giving me excuses about why I don't need to. And then it's just about powering through that and just getting in there and just and just sitting in there, you know, in silence with your like. And so just talk about how you got into that um, and how that's going. Absolutely, dude. Well, one congrats on taking that leap, dude. It's a it's a big, uh, big step. And you're going to you're going to notice the changes that it kind of that kind of roll from that. That's the snowball effect that cold plunging brings to your life. Uh, so well so for anyone who doesn't know cold plunging you know like just quickly define it for us and then sorry you can maybe get for sure 
Yeah, so cold plunging or cold water immersion or cold water therapy is submerging yourself um, primarily or um, respectfully up to the, the, the neck and the chin. So you can submerge your shoulders, your neck, and really activate your vagus nerve. Um, what it does is it, it helps with uh, a myriad of things. It's, it helps with uh, mental resiliency, inflammation, um, killing brown fat cells, so fat loss. And my favorite thing is it's a stressor. So it really puts you through a stress so you can handle stress um, in your life. So there's so many benefits. If you want to take a look, I would just go to thecoldplunge.com uh, or check out at coldplunge on, on Instagram. Um, there's tons of stuff coming out right now. It's a, it's a really popular modality. And we're just at the, we're on the up and up right now. We're not even, we haven't even hit the tip. Um, we're going to start seeing this pop up everywhere. And it's, it's, it's going to be one of the biggest things for mental health um, in the world. I think it's going to be one of the top things for mental health in the world. And that's why I'm so stoked on it. Because uh, I know that kind of where it where I started in, with cold plunging and where it, where it took me, um, and that's what I'll get into. So for cold plunging, I started cold plunging when I when I joined the the yoga studio. Uh, there was a men's group, which if we have time, I would love to go into like a men's group, having other men to talk to, kind of like this. Yeah. Um, and how how important that is, um, not only for 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 men to get stuff off their chest, but to feel a part of something. Um, and know that they are held by other men and they are safe uh, with other men. Mm -hmm. um, very important. Um, but yeah, cold plunging. To get into that, it's like I started plunging. Um, I loved the benefits. I loved how it made me feel. I, I, I felt that dopamine hit and I was just stoked on life. Yeah. Um, but then uh, in my hometown, I had a buddy who I met at the men's group and uh, he and another guy, uh, Mike Garrett, the co-founder and Ryan Dewey, they started building cold plunges in their garage during the pandemic and they were like we're just doing this for fun they both owned uh, float spas so they're fl float spa owners and they just were doing this as a side gig uh, so they built 20 of them and they started selling them and it started to take off so we got one at our yoga studio and I started using it and in my mind I had another one of those godsend moments like I talked about with, with hitting rock bottom I had a moment where I go this is going to be like one of the biggest things right now and I want to be a part of it. So I texted my buddy Ryan, the co-founder, and I was like, hey Ryan, um, I, I know what's going on, I know what you guys are creating and I want to be a part of it. So he was like, dude, we don't have any openings right now, like we don't even have any employees, we're still building them, but you can become an affiliate um, and you can sell them and then eventually once we open up a position, we'll, we'll bring you on. So I waited about a month and a month later, he was like, hey, do you want to come to the CrossFit Games with us? Um, and I went to the CrossFit Games, and then I was hired. So I joined the team, one of the first employees, and now we're up to, I think, over 70 employees, and we moved to a huge facility in Lincoln. Um, but yeah, I, I started along early on the journey, and I've been able to be strapped to this rocket ship and kind of help push this message forward of cold water therapy. Were you, were you guys on Shark Tank? Yeah, so Ryan and Mike went on Shark Tank. Uh, we were actually in Madison, Wisconsin at the CrossFit Games when they got the call and they were like, hey, yep, you guys are coming on, like, let's do it. And, and that's when the, when the trajectory really started to take off. Um, and Did you guys get a that, deal? I can't remember. So we got a deal. Uh, we, we ended up getting one of the biggest deals in Shark Tank history, <laughs> but we didn't go through with it, um, which was a blessing for us. Um, because we ultimately didn't need the money, um, but it was great publicity and it really started to open up the floodgates of, of cold water immersion. So are you are you all selling these products business to business for like gyms or is this like business to consumer in someone's backyard? What exactly are you selling? So we're D, we're D to C and D to B. So we are, we're selling to, um, Primarily, we're direct to consumers, so we're people have them in their houses, their backyards, their uh, their bathrooms, like they're everywhere. But we are also in gyms. We are also trying to get into lifetimes and um, equinoxes, and uh, I think what we're working on right now, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but I think we are working to getting into more like hotels and uh, houses and starting to really uh, ramp up the the commercial side of things. 
why don't you talk about because I know we're getting kind of close and I, I know you wanted to sit, to give a little spiel on it and I am interested in it. Talk about the the idea of like this men's group, what it's done for you, what exactly it is, why you'd recommend it, et cetera. Because I'm I'm actually very curious and I want our listeners to hear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. It, for me, a men's group was an opportunity for me to kind of immerse myself in a community that I was new to. Um, these men were meeting every Friday morning. They would do uh, movement, breath work, and then everyone would bring like a like a like a food, like a, or like an avocado or a banana or bread, and we would just break bread together, um, move, breathe, and cold plunge together. And it was just an opportunity for us to gather and share what was on our minds and uh, just know that we're not alone. So it really gave us this catalyst to like explore each other, uh, learn about each other. And it was just an, a safe space for men. And I think we really need that, especially in this day and age with society and just like the, the trajectory that it's taken of like, of, of how a man should be or how we're supposed to be. Like it really gave us an opportunity to uh, be ourselves and build off of that. So. We started that back in the day. COVID happened and it kind of halted. Um, and then we just started back up about three weeks ago and we're, we're, we're creating our own um, at our studio here every Friday morning as well. So what we're doing is we're gathering uh, every morning, 7 a.m. and we're basically breathing, sitting in a circle and we call it check-ins. So we're just gonna check in with each other. What's on our mind? How can we help each other? And what it is, it's, it's just an opportunity to talk, to let things off your chest and to have people hear you. Like how often are we heard, truthfully? Um, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm done, go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was just wondering like, could you give us a sample? Like if we were to simulate us in a men's group, um, like what's a, uh, a question you would ask or how do you properly check in with somebody? And it's silly to even have to ask that kind of question, but I do think people can tend to wonder like, how do I do this? Properly. I feel like wait, I want to I want to I want to guess but I yeah. like for me I just think of like how are you because <laughs> because most That's people it. right I mean most people take that and they go I'm fine but right. no no like in the most deepest sense like how are you and not I think a lot of people myself included depending on the situation like don't feel comfortable giving a truthful answer or it can be being truthful with themselves let alone to someone else because um, it's 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 difficult. So I think the whole idea is great. But yeah, answer the question. That was just one thought I had. Dude, you're you're spot on. It's 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 creating a safe space, and then it's literally asking, how are you? Like, what's going on? What do you need to get off your chest for you to to feel free, so that you can move through life with more purpose, and you can start to accomplish your goals and not hold on to anything. So you're spot on. It's it's we we do breath work. We have coffee and then we open it up. Now that we're all, our hearts are open, it's how are you? What's going on? You start, you start, you go ahead. That's how it goes. Well, I like the, I like the follow-up iterations of it. You know, what's on your mind? What do you need to get off your chest, right? Because I get how are you all the time, especially in corporate. Granted, it's corporate, but yeah. I actually struggle answering that question, you know, because I try to answer things objectively and objectively speaking, all things considered, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, but there's gotta be something, right? There's always something, there's never nothing. There's always gotta be something that maybe we wanna get off our chest or that's weighing heavily or uh, something maybe of, of, of a thorn in the side. Are we always looking for something negative like that or is it, could it be, you know, hey, you are fine, but maybe there's something positive on your mind you ought to share? I feel like, I don't wanna answer the question for him, but like, because sometimes I kind of think of it as like talking to therapists, but just having it, it's just another group of people. It doesn't have to be a yeah. therapist. But when I talk to my therapist, sometimes sometimes I just I am good, and I and I talk to her about what I'm proud of. It doesn't to answer your question. I feel like it doesn't always have to be um, what you're struggling with. Sometimes you might not sure. be struggling with anything in the moment. Sometimes you might have just had like an accomplishment, or you feel just proud for, or you feel super grateful. And I think even that is hard to do with people because no one, there's a lot of people that don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. And if you have a space where you can just openly talk about how exactly it is you're doing, I think that would be so freeing. I'm really like caught onto the idea. I think it's, I think that's awesome. Dude, yes. And it's, it's just an opportunity and to just, to just be yourself. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of my core values is integrity or, or realness. It's like, 
really just being able to for once and, and not saying I don't I'm not able to be myself teaching or at work or in my partner but it's it's just an opportunity to be heard be real and it gives you this like grounding feeling of like it's okay to be me it's okay to be okay with what I'm doing uh, you're, yeah what well, you're speaking you're you're preaching to me, man. I have a, a, one of my values is authenticity, which is, is really just along those same lines of what you just said. Um, do you have any last-minute comments you want to make before I head into rapid fire? <laughs> no, I, I mean, going to your rapid fire, I just I, I have a lot to think about now because I tend to feel shy to, sh to say I feel excited about something or I feel grateful for something or this week's going amazing for me. Uh, whereas I think it could be a lot easier for some people to just vent out the negative stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, like, hey, let's, let's encourage each other. My, my only thought before we go into rapid fire, Adam, you know, in getting to know you in these short, you know, however many minutes, um, you're absolutely a leader in, my, leader in my eyes. You know, I think just given hitting that rock bottom, your transformation over a long period of time here, where you are today. And I know it was for yourself, but understand that you've, you know, should anyone hear your story for the many people that you've come across, like understand you've accidentally and maybe even intentionally had great impact on somebody out there and I just want you to know that, that that takes leadership and a lot of courage so cheers and kudos to to your effort in that regard a absolutely man thanks brother uh, like see no just just to echo that like I've seen you on social media and just um what you promote the messages you're promoting like it, it, it to be honest it definitely helped me as I went through my journey seeing someone that I could relate to uh in college that had a similar lifestyle that had similar friends um, that identified a certain way and then seeing you just take this complete uh, I don't call it 180 but just go a different direction and, and find yourself and and put it out there and, and really be proud of it like it, it definitely helped me um, understand that like it's okay to do that it's okay to be yourself like it might not like you're gonna disappoint some people you might weird some people out if you will but like at the end of the day you're living life for yourself and like you're you doing that helped me and so it, it it's for sure helped other people so thank you man absolutely brother like as ram das would say we're, we're all just walking each other home like once you get past that point of like competition it's like dude we're in this we're in this bitch together yeah, so absolutely i'm so looking I I got three rapid-fire questions for you. Um, first one, best piece of advice you've ever received or just like a favorite quote, something that's really resonated with you? Hmm. Oh, I love, I love, one of my mentors, the, the woman that owned the yoga studio that took me in, um, it's don't take yourself too seriously. So and, and, you can and, take... Why does that resonate with you? Because none of us are making it out here alive and we get too stuck up on, on some things sometimes. And it's just like letting, like letting yourself be messy, letting yourself mess up, still being hard on yourself, but like, just don't take it too seriously. Like we're good, you're good either way and you're gonna keep going either way. So that one always just sticks in my mind. Like if something happens, I'm like, it's all good. Don't take it too seriously. You're good. Right. No, I, I love that. And it's also like kind of goes to the point of when people say like treat yourself how you treat a friend. Like would you, you know, that voice in your head that's always like telling like what the fuck are you doing, man? Why'd you do this? Like is that what you'd say to like your best friend? Like probably not. And so that that's kind of what I relate that to. Absolutely. Um, so second one, I love this question. If you could have dinner with anyone in the world, dead or alive, like who would it be and why? Wow. Dude, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, you know what? Although I'm not a football player anymore and I don't really align with the sport, um, someone that's always been uh, a leader to me is Walter Payton, the running back for the Bears. Just the way he played, the way that he spoke, um, his relentless pursuit for greatness. Like that dude is someone I have been always wanted to connect with so that's sick i love that's that it. sweetness yeah shout out sweetness hometown sweetness yeah. uh okay lastly and you kind of alluded to it but just like in your free time or just general hobbies like what, what do you like to do it sounded like golf but like is there anything else like what, what 
what gets you excited what gives you energy yeah dude i'd say my top three are yoga or maybe four yoga golf trail running and snowboarding being in california i'm able to do those i'm really grateful to be able to to do those on a daily basis common theme right there activity you have listeners all involved all involved moving your body uh yes. adam thanks thanks so much man for coming on this was an awesome conversation and uh we're gonna sign off here but again thank you so much dude yeah thanks adam you take guys care. appreciate you yeah see you